Hello, everybody. QI Punks, The Data is Revolting, Episode 3. Today, we are going to be talking about understanding variation. And I think I might have bitten off a little more than I'm going to chew in making this one episode. So this will probably get broken up into two parts uh, because with understanding variation, there is a lot to talk about. So here we go. If you graph the numbers of any system, patterns emerge. All right, let's dig into this. So an understanding of variation is really, really important if we're going to do quality improvement work and try to fix our systems. Because every system, no matter what system it is, is going to have variation in it. Uh, A really smart person that I've worked with uh, always says, you know, take two numbers and one of them is going to be bigger. And it means just that. Two numbers side by side, one of them is bigger. There's no meaning to it. There's no importance to that. There is nothing more than that other than there's two numbers. But in medical systems, uh, in business, in financial systems, if you watch the news and you see the stock market ticker come out every day, we look at two numbers, one from yesterday and one from today, and one of them is bigger and one of them smaller, and we attach meaning to that. Um, our brains do that naturally. We have brains that are hardwired to look for patterns and to find them when they don't exist. If you go outside and you look up at the night sky, almost every civilization that has ever walked this earth has looked up and seen pictures, even though the little dots that you see up in the sky don't have anything to do with one another. There's no actual pictures there. So we have to kind of get outside of our brains Uh, need and our brain's desire to build these patterns into things. So the way that you can do that, the way that you can start to understand variations within your systems is to display your data properly. We talked about in episode two, how you want to start counting things and putting them in time sequence. And, And we'll talk about why that's important. So just think about everyday stuff. Uh, there's really common things where people are like, oh, you know, I want to lose some weight. Um, the quality improvement methodology that we're talking about on here can be really great for running a weight loss program for yourself. Um, or maybe you want to run a faster 5K or do something like that. So every day you can develop a data point for that. Uh, maybe not the 5K. You might not want to run a 5K every day. But if you did, you could go out, run the 5K every day, put a time down. And let's say you ran it in, I don't know, 32 minutes yesterday, and then you ran it in 31 minutes and 45 seconds today, and you go, ooh, I got faster. And then tomorrow you run one in 31 minutes and 55 seconds, you go, ooh, I got a little bit slower. It doesn't really mean anything. There's a little bit of variation to all of that. I weigh myself today. You know, I'm 194, and then tomorrow I'm 192, and the next day I'm 195. My weight isn't really yo-yoing up and down. I'm not getting heavier and lighter and heavier and lighter. There's just normal variation to all of this stuff. Uh, We talked about, when we talked about systems versus individuals and plugging somebody into a system by having them flip a coin 50 times and going, you know, what do we think they're going to get? And it's like, well, on average, people get 25. But there's a ton of variation to that. Somebody can get as low as 14. 
they can get as high as probably 35 or 36. You put a thousand people in a room and they're doing this thing, um, their numbers are going to be all over the place. In EMS, typically what we've done is said, well, you know, 25 is average. So 25 is the goal. Um, and if you get above 25, great. If you get way above 25, probably make an FTO, maybe even make you a, an alternate supervisor. If you get below 20, we're probably going to put you on a PIP because we don't understand the variation of that system. Go out and flip a coin 50 times. When you look at the variation of it, you go, oh, okay, well, every single number there is normal. Yeah, 25 is the, the median or 25 is the average, but 15 is normal and 32 is normal and 18 is normal and 26 is normal. Nobody's better at that than anybody else when they're doing those things. So we really have to start ordering our data in time sequence. Um, and you can look on the Instagram post for this episode and you can look at a couple of data projects I've been involved in. Um, one of them of what happens if you don't show the numbers in time sequence. Uh, so one of the systems that I work in uh, tracks a thing called diversion hours. And that's where a hospital is on diversion status where they're not able to accept ambulance traffic. And there was a huge, huge concern uh, based on a report that had come out. Um, and you can see the picture of the report. It's diversion hours by year. And so in one year, there was some, not much. And then the next year, there was uh, more. And then in the third year, there was a whole lot more. And we were about halfway through what would have been the year four on this. And so everyone looked at it and went, oh, no, there's this giant trend of increasing diversion hours when we're looking at things grouped by year. And and that's normal. It's normal for your brain to look at that and say, oh, no, there's this huge, giant problem that we must need to fix right now. And I was fortunate enough that I had started working through some quality improvement methodology um, and some, uh, some things where we talked about displaying things in time order, maybe not doing year-over-year -year charts. And so I just raised my hand and said, hey, could I, could I get those hours broken down by month? And I was able to put together a, a run chart. I actually put together a control chart. We'll, we'll talk about the difference between those, but there's not a huge one. And so I got the monthly data, and I put everything into a control chart. And as it turned out... 35 of those 36 months were absolutely normal. There was no difference between any of them over a three-year period. It was a really, really stable system with a little bit of variation that went up and down month to month, just like everything's going to, just like your weight does every day, just like the way you run a 5K, however often you run a 5K, a little bit of variation. Except one month, the very, very first month of year three had astronomical amounts of diversion hours. It was huge. Don't know what went on. It's a January. So flu, some sort of illness, something went on. Hospitals were overloaded. Um, we see that quite a bit. And so there was this one month that was kind of kooky off the charts. And everything else was a really, really stable system with really, really low levels of diversion. So ordering your data in time sequence, whatever you're counting whether you're counting like I did with my curse reduction chart, uh, and I've included that in the Instagram post. You can see my original curse reduction chart. You know, six curse words one day and 12 curse words the next day and eight the following day after that. I wasn't getting better. I wasn't getting worse. It was just normal. It's regular variation. That was the system Brad drops F-bombs um, in public settings, and that was kind of the normal variation for that sort of thing. 
So whatever you're counting, plot your dots out in time sequence, and you will start seeing the natural variation in your system. Um, that's probably where I'm going to stop on this one right now. Um, variations are really, really important concept. And there's a couple of other, uh, really important things to talk about, uh, like common cause variation versus special cause variation. Uh, so I'm going to record another one of these still talking about variation. I guess we'll call it 3.5 seems to be halfway between three and four. If I'm going to pick an arbitrary number that ends in zero or five, because I really like those. Um, so common cause versus special cause variation. Um, and the diversion hour chart shows both of those. Uh, 35 of the months are just common, normal, everyday variation or every month variation. Uh, but that one month, there was that January month of year three that shows what we call special cause variation. And the way that we start to look at those needs to be different. If you, if you try to address common cause variation as if it's special, let's say last month we ran a certain number of transports in the system, and then this month we had a different number of transports and it was lower. Well, if we just respond to that like it means something, again, take two numbers, one of them is going to be bigger. Just because last month had more than this month doesn't mean something happened. And if we treat it like it did, we often have the wrong approach to building a better system. Um, and then every once in a while, like that January month, you've got an, a weird data point, something that's astronomical and outside the norm. That's special cause variation. If you treat that like it's a normal everyday thing, that's, that's also kind of incorrect. We'll have to explore this a little bit more. Um, it'll, it'll take a little bit more than that. And then really importantly, when we talk about... Um, about variation, we're going to talk about using a median, um, some way of looking at like, where is the center tendency of our data? What's the kind of middle of the road, um, right in the middle of the data on that? Talking about flipping coins, you know, flipping a coin 50 times, we know that the, the center of the road on that's 25. 50-50 um, probability, you flip the coin 50 times, get enough people to do it, whether it's average or it's median, it's going to be 25. And we'll also talk about why when you do quality improvement, you really want to look at medians, not averages, because averages have a couple of things that, that can go kind of screwy with them. Um, I think I'm going to call that it for this episode. Uh, that's kind of a starting primer on how to understand variation within a system. Uh, and if you, after listening to episode two, picked something that you were going to start practicing these tools with, uh, start putting them down. Start building yourself a control chart. Go back to episode two. You can find the pictures uh, on the Instagram page of what a control chart looks like, how to start putting your time sequence along the bottom, your count along the left-hand side, uh, and plot your stuff out in time sequence. Start looking at things in time order and look at the variation in your system. Look at what the day-to-day -day changes are on those and start to get a sense for how normal looks when you put it on a control chart. Uh, that's enough for now. Uh, drop me a line. Throw out a, a, a message on Instagram. Um, shoot me a DM. Shoot me an email. Uh, get in touch. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Uh, and tell me if this is working for you. And we'll start solving some problems.